This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to a new episode here at Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara and whatever you're doing, as you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, I want to say cheers to you for joining me in this Hallmark Great American Family Up TV movie watching space. So normally when I do these master classes, I don't give you any updates or news because I want the focus to be on the master class. However, so much has transpired since the recording of my last episode that dropped yesterday. I recorded my review of Spring Breakthrough last week, and there's some new information that has come to light since my recording. And so I wanted to drop that in this so that nothing goes unsaid or unheard. So since... Uh, since my recording of Spring Breakthrough, it has come to my attention that there, in fact, are African-American contributors to the Mahogany movies. However, that begs a question of why they aren't credited, because they aren't mentioned on IMDb. You don't see them in the opening credits. For instance, for Spring Breakthrough, the woman who is credited as the African-American contributor to this movie. Her name is Rhonda Baraka. And if you search her on IMDb, you will find that she actually wrote Holiday Heritage, which is the Kwanzaa movie that we received this previous Christmas season, which it just fans the flame for even more question of, okay, so we have Rhonda who wrote a Hallmark Christmas movie. She's a black woman. Why couldn't she write this one? Why was she just a contributor? And if so, and if she was just a contributor, why wasn't she noted? Who were the African-American writing contributors on Nashville Legacy and To Her With Love? Because we don't know. To Her With Love has three white men credited as writers. And then we have a white woman, I believe, who wrote Nashville Legacy. So that is incredibly interesting to me. Also, there is a trailer out that Mahogany has put out as kind of a a film franchise trailer, if you will. Kind of, this is Mahogany. And towards the end, you will see that they mentioned that they are going to be doing series and podcasts. So there is, and they also mentioned this in the launch article in July of 2021, where they want Mahogany to be a full-blown network. But of course, it's going to have a slow rollout, starting with the testing of the movies on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to link that initial launch article in the show notes, as well as the YouTube video of the Mahogany trailer. Now it's going to be interesting because I'm wondering when are they going to test the TV shows on Movies and Mysteries as well? And then they said podcasts, plural. That I'm, I mean, I'm excited, but again, I'm, I'm like, why can't we have that for like, so if I just talk raw to y'all real fast, it's, I feel like it's becoming a family friendly version of BET or maybe it's becoming, I'm, I'm feeling like an essence magazine vibe from it, but it's, Hey, I don't, <laughs> y'all, I feel like this is such a nuanced conversation because then it'll be cool to have a place to go as a black woman to feel seen and heard within the Hallmark community. 
but yet not get that same feeling as I watch the Hallmark Channel. Like, I don't want that feeling to be segregated or separate of me watching Hallmark Channel and Hallmark movies and mysteries. I don't want to have to go to a separate network. I want to, even though it's Hallmark in terms of its parent company, I still want to be able to go to the namesake Hallmark Channel and Hallmark movies and mysteries and and watch a movie where I, where I feel seen it, you know? So that's what I wanted to bring before you guys. And also, in the Mystery 101 camp, since we've last spoken, Christopher Palahaha and Miss Jill Wagner... They did an Instagram live for about an hour talking about Mystery 101. And Christopher has put it on his YouTube page. And I will link that video in the show notes for you guys to watch. I have yet to watch the videos, so I don't have any thoughts. Because I feel like I'm going to need to record a bonus episode of thoughts for that. Because it's a whole hour, you know. And lastly, there is scuttlebutt moving around the Hallmark cul-de-sac that there is another SSD signed, sealed, delivered coming. Eric Mabius did an interview that has been passed around through Deliver Me a Podcast, Swing My Heart Podcast. And the, the news anchors straight up and down asked him if there's going to be another one that's airing. And he said, yes. <laughs> Like, he straight up and down said yes, so who knows when, where, or how, but he, Eric did say yes. Um, I don't know if I'll have the link for that for you guys, but just know that that's a video that's been passed around um, the Hallmark cul-de-sac Instagram. So, what we're going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and then when I come back, we are going to get into our... What our first masterclass for the month of May. And we are officially in our second half of the masterclass, like, series. This is exciting. All right, y'all. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, my friends. This masterclass is extremely special because I get the chance to talk with the leaders of the podcast community here in the Hallmark space, Deck the Hallmark, specifically Brandon Dan. They are, um, they're killing it. <laughs> they have have a continual placement on Good Morning America every Christmas season They've been featured in numerous publications. Um, they have, they've had spots on Kelly Clarkson show and many other talk shows and news outlets. And so I wanted to pick their brain and really, as I mentioned in the description, peel back the curtain on their journey and what led them to becoming full-time podcasters in this space and what what it entails so a good part of this episode is going to be about their journey and they're going to be sharing some never before heard info on exactly how they got to where they are now and then we do spend some time talking about what their workload schedule looks like now what 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 are their priorities things of that sort. So I hope you guys enjoy this masterclass. I know I did. I've had the pleasure of meeting Brandon Dan in person, both at Rama Drama West Palm Beach and at Christmas Con. Um, at Rama Drama West Palm Beach, our booths were right next to each other. <laughs> um, I was selling my books, which uh, if you didn't know, I do have a book out called Chasing Wind, you can purchase it 
by through the link in the show notes and they were selling their clothing merch uh, i believe that's the only type of merch they have is clothes at the moment at least at that point um but yes i first of all can i just mention that this is the 30th episode of season three I feel like that's a moment that needs to be acknowledged. We are already 30 episodes into this season. That's wild and crazy, kids. I digress. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you are, I hope it brings new perspective. If you are someone who is a podcaster in this space or who is thinking about wanting to do a podcast, whether it's for Up TV, Great American Family, Hallmark, or just in general, I hope their story inspires and encourages you in, in some way. So without further ado, here are Bran and Dan from Deck the, Deck the Hallmark. Bran and Dan, how are you guys doing? Oh my goodness. When better better now, Dara. Better now. Won the Master Class Award from Dear Hallmark. <laughs> oh, uh, we couldn't sleep. What a day. What a time to be alive. Your award's being sent in the mail. <laughs> That's right. Of course. <laughs> so how are you guys feeling about the Hallmark movies so far this year? Like, what's how are you, you feeling? Uh, I mean, you know, we cover stuff. Gosh, we cover so much because we do um, several movies a week that aren't on Hallmark. But the Hallmark movies in particular, in my opinion, have been down. Mm -hmm. The movies and mysteries have been really solid, though. Yeah. So, like, them taking the time and doing, like, fewer mysteries, but the ones they do are really good. Like, here for that. The movies, though, ugh, have not been, in my opinion, as good as Hallmark was over the holiday mm -hmm. season. Yeah. I thought it was their best holiday season ever. What you got? Well, I, I, do, I think that the last two holiday seasons have been so good that we get to January, February, March, April, and everything feels less than and i don't know if yeah it's because they are or if it's just because the the christmas movies have been so good so it's definitely like uh like we were flying so high at the end of the holiday season and mm -hmm. i do feel like we're uh you know back heading back down uh a little bit and uh that might just be the way things go are you know they yeah. spend so much time the christmas season is is the uh the the bread and butter and everything else in my mind it just kind of is mm -hmm. and so uh, they some have been good some have been not so good and when's it going to be christmas again <laughs> <laughs> basically well there's christmas in july so there yes, is yes, that yes. but let's go back to the beginning i'm gonna take a page out of you guys's book a question that you normally ask your guests on your show i want to ask you Where'd you grow up? Was podcasting always a thing? Talk to us about <laughs> Little Brand, Little Dan. What was it like? <laughs> uh, uh, Dan, this. you were born uh, a lot way before I was. You go first. <laughs> That's a good joke. It's funny. You go first, and then when you're like twenty or thirty, yeah. I'll jump in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, uh, when? Uh, yeah. Back in the Roaring Twenties. That's right. We call ourselves <laughs> the greatest generation. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I, I'll say this brain and I both, although we are about 10 years apart in age, that is not a joke. Uh, we both found out as adults when we met each other that we both did play radio as a kid, like uh, mm -hmm. something we both did was play radio. I grew up in the very small town of Hopkins, South Carolina, mm. the, the uh, bustling metropolis of Hopkins, <laughs> and then moved to the the even bigger metropolis of Lyman, South Carolina, <laughs> when I was like 10 or 11, because my dad was a pastor and we moved around. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, growing up, I played five sports in high school, and I thought I was going to be a professional athlete. And then um, I got in a few car, you know, a few accidents, two car accidents, which messed up my left leg. And the truth is, is without those accidents, I still would never have been a professional athlete. <laughs> Uh, but those, but those two accidents made it very clear that that wasn't going to happen mm. for me. And so I went to school, uh, to be a teacher and to coach basketball, but I, I really just like talking. Like I enjoyed, I would, we would get together as kids and like hit record on not these two guys, but I would get together with my friends. We'd hit record on a tape recorder and we would just like play like we had a radio station. And that was something we yeah. did regularly. And so, um, you know, then I became a teacher and uh, met this guy. Uh, and then, you know, we, you know, 
brand had this idea for this podcast and the rest is history. It's not, we'll get into more of it, but that's basically, yeah. basically it, you know, this allowed me to do something that I guess I kind of have always wanted to do. I mean, it mm, really is our yeah. dream job. We, we don't, we don't come to work every day, kicking rocks upset about having to, to podcast and put out content. We, we enjoy it quite tremendously. So yeah, even though I taught for a long time and, and coached for a long time, I, I, I feel like this is where I feel the most, most comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I grew up in Florida, um, which I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I just always love doing the thing, recording on the, on the tape player and, um, talking in between songs. And then once, uh, once the internet came around, uh, once like uh, I started, you know, I was in middle school and high school and was just like, say like, I can go like live. What does that mean? And go like, going on websites like like Ustream and Justin TV and like doing shows about like just talking and no one cared no one listened but I just it was always fun for me but uh I yeah I didn't know like I think a lot of kids growing up right now like are saying they want to be YouTubers which mm-hmm. when Still I was. when I was when I mm-hmm. was a kid it had I known that was a thing I would have absolutely said that mm. um but I didn't and so I said I'll be a uh I'll work at a church instead I guess that's a good fallback <laughs> yeah um like uh full offense to all church workers out exactly there. right yeah Brandon all disrespect no, <laughs> church. no I it, it, I did I I was uh I had a, a wonderful uh mentor growing up that meant a lot to me and uh so I do think the time that I spent working in the church uh was very meaningful to me and taught me a lot about myself and also yeah. helped me uh with my creative stuff as well a good so good thank say. you yeah. uh but also like anyone can do it uh so, uh, yeah, I think once I once I found out once podcasting became a thing, um, it was it was a no, like I just became obsessed. Oh, it's just small. And this guy would suggest a new podcast every week before Deck the Hallmark. <laughs> he would be like, I, I got a new podcast idea. Let's do this. Let's do this. And he would just do podcasts. He just put them out there and nobody mm. would listen and he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care at all. He'd just be like, what's the next thing that, that we're doing? Like, he just, well, just it's the a creative thing and it's a creative outlook uh, outlet, but also just in, endlessly interested in anything really uh that strikes my fancy so whether it be aliens uh basketball hallmark movies anything that's an intrigues me i want to find out as much as i can about it and so once podcasting became a thing that anybody anybody who's anybody can do no qualifications needed to be a podcaster doesn't show up and i will say uh Bran and I both growing up in the church did give us like a kindred spirit of, Mm -hmm. you know, we had some similar upbringing, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, of just some, some certain types of language that were used and types of language that, that wasn't used necessarily. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, that kind of gave us a, like a shorthand. We became fast friends because we had very similar upbringings. And I think that probably helped as well. Listen, the amount of Christian music references is like, where, where's Waldo? And I love it. It's so great. Yeah. It's so great. We're trying to keep people on their toes. Up here. <laughs> well, deep cuts. Some deep cuts that are for no one. Like, but it's just like if you get it, you get it. If you right. don't, like, if you cares, know, you know. Right? Like that John Rubin one, that that hit me that's like, right. no, no, what are you doing? Hello? Hello? Yeah, Come that's on. right. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a nuisance. Listen, um, you get more people that email us about that than a lot of things, right? <laughs> That'll be like, I love the really deep cut, like track six off of Audio Adrenaline's <laughs> third <laughs> album. Like, yeah, I guess we're here when you're here, your family, you know? So, Brand, when did Deck the Hallmark like become a thing? When did you feel like I, I this is something that I, I want to do? Uh, well, I fell in love with Hallmark Christmas movies I, around 2014 or 2015 is when I found them and was like, "This is everything I want" because it's it comes from a, an obsession of of Christmas and always during the holiday season, always wanting something Christmassy on the screen. And so knowing that there was a channel that was doing that 24 seven starting at Halloween was like, uh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't honestly care whether they were like good or not. Like I do love a, a good movie, but I also 
love a love a good CW show, and I love like it's just yeah. I'm down for whatever. And so the yeah. the the quality of the movie was like this. Is, I I like the way that this is making me feel, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of Christmas lights, and so it's it's good for me. And I was fine. Once Christmas would come around, I'd find any any sort of uh, free trial to some TV streaming service because I was, you know, in my in my twenties and didn't uh, didn't want to buy cable, but I did want to watch Hallmark. Yeah. Um, and so um, finding like the Philos of the world was like, yes, this is amazing for two months out of the year. Uh, and then uh, kind of becoming obsessed with them and realizing that I wasn't the only one who was. Uh, I was like, I kind of want to talk to people about this. And I thought that having Dan do it would just be funny. It would be a funny thing for me to make him do that. Um, and so I asked him and I asked my buddy Panda and they both were um, uh, uh, down uh, immediately. And so uh, it's it's a fun when you have something that you're passionate about, but you also have friends that are down to just hang out and, and talk. It was kind of a perfect storm and timing wise we uh, were all um either uh, new parents or about to be new parents and it Mm. was a good excuse to at least for like an hour a week get together with my buddies and talk so it was perfect timing uh, on a lot of different fronts so where did the format come from where you had the hot take, the feels, the wait what's, and the what the hallmarks? How did that come about? Lots of prayer yeah. in the war room. <laughs> I wanted to tell you that we fasted and prayed and we <laughs> we storyboarded and we had some sample audiences. Yeah, focus Here's what groups. happened. <laughs> Bran invited us over to do the first one. Panda and I were driving in the car and he said, we were talking about what we thought the format would be. We didn't have any clue. And I said to him in the car, and then I said to Bran, so many times in this movie, I just was like, wait, what? What? Like a $50 million picture, a ranch, a, she's quitting the, what, what, what? Like, so like, I, I feel like there should be some sort of segment devoted to us going, this doesn't, this doesn't check out. And when I got mm. there, Bran was like, all right, well, we really need to, I have this idea for something called what the hallmark. And we, it turned out wait, what, and what the hallmark were kind of similar ideas. And we just said, we like both of those names. What if we make wait, what the things that don't make sense and what the hallmark, the, mm-hmm. the things that we may want to see or questions about characters or plot or whatever. Um, and then from there it was okay. We, there are a lot of podcasts out there that do this very well. You are one of them that talk through the movie and talk through your opinions of the movie. And uh, we, we're not great at that. We would get, <laughs> you think we get on, we you think we get on like rabbit trails. Now we'd never finish an episode. And so we knew we needed segments that would be guide rails to keep <laughs> us from doing this. Yeah. And we also knew that because I'm not somebody that typically likes the movies that we it would make more sense for us up front to just give you the whole plot of the movie, like to just give you just like, all right, this is what happens in case you missed it. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about what we thought about it. And so brand doing the synopsis, he had taken all these notes on the first one. He was a natural to do that anyway. Panda and I would never even like consider doing that brand so good at it. And so it was just like, how do we get to the part where we kind of pick at this movie between the synopsis and, and being here. And it was like, all right, well, we'll just all kind of give our opinion or our hot take. Mm-hmm. And then brand was like, but we got to talk about the Christmas feels. And so literally this happened over the course of 10 minutes, oh, In wow. 10 minutes. We came up with synopsis, hot take, all the feels, wait, what, what the hallmark in that order from the first episode and we've never we've never changed it and it was right before we started recording. it was literally like, like as soon as he was like all right so i like i it. still have the notes for the wow first episode. and they it's literally i literally put the 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 segments right spot because i had i just moved everything down i was like okay give me the segments real quick and i'll write them at the top of this thing and then like my notes are just so different oh, it- for this it's just oh, good God. random little blurbs <laughs> yeah and so which now i've changed to like writing a synopsis and then taking notes from there yeah. uh but it is uh, uh, funny to see this but yeah we we had no it was just yeah was, literally right beforehand we scrapped together four segments and then it just was lightning in a bottle dara it wasn't any great planning or science like it was just it happened to click and work at the right time and and, and then we were in what 2019 we talked about changing the segments right and boy, we thought what the hallmark and uh and uh, wait what were too similar. similar and so mm-hmm. we were like we'll change what the hallmark to something and have some fun and then 
people in our community were like, no, why would you do that? So S- similar, you- similar to Hallmark. If you change anything, the fans riot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, we'll just do that. We'll do the same thing every episode, just like Hallmark. And yeah. it's kind of uh, perfect. It's that been way. the format for literally every episode movie review. Yeah. But I do think that the one thing that was really beneficial for us was giving us, we knew we wanted to start it for the holiday season. So we started in July and we gave ourselves a few months to figure it out to figure yeah. out the not just we got the segments but also how those segments kind of flow what we want those to uh, kind of sound like also room to just play to do yeah. bits like can we uh, how what do we want to do do we want to goof off at all do we want it to be a serious discussion so like right. we gave ourselves room to figure it out while still putting it out there to yeah. try to get some sort of listener base before the holiday season actually started. And so I think that was pretty beneficial for us sure. so that once the holiday season came around, we had actually been doing it for a few months and yeah. felt comfortable with the, the show itself. Now, how did that good morning America thing happen where you guys just kind of took off in a rocket ship? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so leading up to the holiday season, we were reaching out to any, uh, online publication that was writing about Hallmark or had in the past uh, few years. What so year was literally this, type in. This is 2018. 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. So we'd go to Google, type in Hallmark Christmas movies, go to news and just like work backwards. And anybody mm. who wrote about it at all over the past few years, we wrote an email and just said, hey, we're doing this podcast. Would you write about us? And, and when we say we... Brain is doing all this. This is his genius. It's not us. I'm not Panda and I aren't, you know, in the boiler room down there, like cr- just cranking away emails. Like that was Brand's deal. He was so, so smart to do it too. So we did that. And, and uh, some people started writing about it, uh, which was amazing. Like the, when we were it, in Southern Living, I was like, what? Like, this mm. is for a guy from South Carolina whose mom had Southern Living magazines around yeah. the house all the time. I was like, yeah. we've reached kind of the pinnacle here. Like, Southern Living is it. Yeah. Yes. Right? But yeah. And it was amazing. And so we got some good uh, online press. And one of those uh, blurbs ended up in the lap of a producer at GMA. And they were the pop news producer. And so they were throwing out ideas to their uh, anchor, Talera, uh, Talera yeah. Yeah. Uh, about, hey, here's some things you could talk about. And I guess they thought that it was funny. So they talked about it like, hey, home movies are starting. Here's this new podcast where guys are talking about it. That's funny. You should listen, which was amazing. Like, we yeah. didn't know yeah. it was happening. No. It was literally like, hey, wow, okay. I'm, we're finding out about it as it's happening. Yeah. So. I was I was speaking in chapel at the school, oh, like at a Christian wow. school. I'm literally speaking, and my phone is on vibrate, and it's in my pocket. Just bzz, 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 and I was like, "What is going on?" It's also when we found out that people watch Good Morning America live. Yeah, there's a four, like four million. We people had no idea. Live. We had we thought like nobody watched nobody watches that anymore. Um, so that was amazing. And then literally that afternoon, we got an email from them saying, "Hey, can you hop on a call?" We and. Uh, would you want to come on the show? And we're like looking at the next two months. We're like, okay, we have no the- money, Dora. Like we all mm. are just like tr- trying to make ends meet. Like we still are. And we're, we're that we're like looking at flights and we're like spirit airlines has a direct <laughs> out of Charlotte to Newark for 87 bucks. If we pull our money together, then we can blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And maybe in a week or two, we can all get on that flight and blah, blah, blah. We have nothing. Like we have no websites and nothing. And, and so they're, they're like, we get on this phone call and they're like, so what's stopping you guys from being, you know, on the show tomorrow morning? And we were like, uh, well, money. They're like, oh, we're paying for everything. And we were like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, then we could, we could make that work. And so we'll have to, you know, move some stuff. We'll have to move. Let's see if we can move stuff around. I talked to my assistant and see if they can clear. And so like, literally the thing aired at eight something in the morning, we had a phone call with them at two 30. At 6.30, we were on a flight. None wow. of the Charlotte stuff either. We were direct out of GSP, baby. Greenville, Spartanburg. Didn't even have to drive to Charlotte. Uh, direct out of GSP in New York. Picked up. A you know, driver picked a us driver up. driver picked us up with the name on the card, the whole bit. Drove us into, we, we stayed at the Millennium in Times Square, right across wow. the street from ABC Studios. It was a absolute, like an absolute whirlwind. I bet. Um, it was 
it was crazy. It was, a, it, and we were up till, gosh, we so still, the, the bubbly sesh girls. Yeah. Came Cause over. we had to record a show. A podcast. Yeah, we had to record episodes. We'd fall behind. Our whole thing was doing them all. And so like we were supposed to record that evening. And so we, uh, the bubbly set, uh, uh, Shawl and Jax, yeah. who were both living in the city, met us in Times Square, and we recorded two episodes uh, in our hotel room that night. And we were wow. up to 1.30 in the morning, and we had a 6 a.m. call time that the next day. And so we got up and did the show the next day, um, and it was it, it. And then we literally were on a flight back. We landed back in Greenville before two in the afternoon. Like it was a, wow. it was less than less than 24 hours. The whole trip was crazy it was just a lot of luck a lot a lot of luck and i i think a lot about there's a podcast called uh how i built this with guy Roz, and he interviews different entrepreneurs and he always ends by asking how much of uh your story so far is uh luck and how much of it is uh, of created and i i i i i think a lot of it is luck a lot like obviously doing some of the hard work early on and by hard work i mean emailing people uh, was <laughs> beneficial mm -hmm. but like so much of it is just out of out of your hands and oh, uh, yeah. wild and one of just something that hey at least we got a fun story for our, our kids one day. that's what we so. thought we were like this is a fun story for our kids and grandkids and you know i will say this to to piggy piggyback on that a little bit like the thing that i think people misunderstand is is like they just can't, you can't typically plan to go viral or to be a success in something like this. I think the only thing that we planned to do was Panda and Brand and I had always had a blast hanging out together and we had yeah. built a rapport and a chemistry yeah. that we had had for years. Yeah. So, you know, we had been, we didn't know what deck to homework was in 2013, but from 13 to 18, we were practicing. We'd have to do skits for, you know, the, these, you know, this uh, school trips and we'd have to MC yeah. the Christmas program and all of it. We do ad lib. We just improv all of it. And so we had kind of been working on this thing for five years and it was just hanging out and just making each other laugh. And then, yeah. you know, that's a train moving this way. And then this opportunity hit the perfect idea that brand has hits. And those two things kind of create that lightning in a bottle, which draws the attention of Southern living country, living Oprah magazine, whatever. And, and, and then, you know, good morning, America, complete and utter, could have been a, any one of a million podcasts to be on there. And, yeah. and the segment went really well. I mean, the segment went well, which was a bonus and it was funny. And so that was all of that really was very, very fortunate. We are very blessed because without that, we're definitely not doing this as a full-time job. And we're certainly not in a master class. I can tell you that. Much oh my right God. Right now. <laughs> I know that's true. I know well, that's true. I mean, first of all, you guys are talented at what you do, even though it is commentary, you still are able to construct it in a way that's entertaining because anybody can give commentary. Anybody can give commentary, but it does take a certain special spark, a certain special personality that can draw people in and make them want to continue to listen to you. So you guys are, I don't want you to be too self-deprecating. Like you guys are really good at what you do. And so I just wanted to put that out there because I respect you, you guys. Are really you really very much. very kind you're very kind. I'm, this is uh, for real though because i remember I know what it is but listen if we want to talk dynamic dara we've met you in person there is nobody that just just personality just flies like yours i i, I i'm a fan like just a fan in general so this master class is both ways i feel like i want to be clear you. about that too thank you Thank you. So let's talk about post GMA, the trajectory that the podcast went on. You guys are getting brand deals, sponsorships, partnerships, and now you're at this point where you're able to take the podcast full time and it's no longer a side hustle or a hobby. You're able to do this full time. What was it like um, making that decision and taking that leap from doing it on the side while teaching and, and doing it full time? I remember Brandon and I never video call each other. And the reason we don't is because I'm an Android guy and don't have FaceTime. Boo. Uh, I know, I know, that's fine. <laughs> Boo all you want. I make my own decisions. Uh, I remember uh, the f we actually video called when we talked about the idea of trying to do this full time in all the way in 2019. I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. One of the most exhilarating days of my life. Um, to go back to the day of GMA, we left, 
we had built a website in the airport before we mm. went on GMA. Um, we put a hundred dollars in a bank account and started an LLC. I took a hundred dollars out of my checking, put it in the, in the, in the business LLC. That's how we started this thing. And after GMA, we're sitting in the airport and we just turned our phones off. Like we mm. had, it was the dumbest thing in the world. People in Chicago were like, do you want to come do a live show here? Do you want to blah, blah, blah. Wow. We literally just turned my cell phone. Up. We all just sat there in, in silence. And at one mm. point it was, I think it was you that was like, I don't know if we can do this. Like, I don't mm. know if we have the bandwidth to do what the thing that just happened. Um, and so we all had full-time jobs. We were all working really, really hard. And so we made it through the season and then we took all of January off January of 2019. We took the thing off. We just said, we're going to start a Patreon to see if anybody really wants to listen to us year round, mm. or if it's just a kind of like a, a quick uh, holiday pop and just like, we can come back and do this in the holidays and maybe try to make our schedule easier. And so when we did that, what happened was, is we realized that we had enough listenership to court some ad sales. And we, um, we went about that pretty much the only way we knew how, which was all wrong. Uh, we, none of us had the time to deal with it. And so we were mm -hmm. taking phone calls from all of these ad agencies that were basically promising the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so we went with one of them. Um, they did a fine job, but we were not really a top priority for them. Mm -hmm. um, and that was in early 2019. And so we were seeing a little bit of money come in, but not much. Uh, and, and basically I was quitting my job. Um, I was a principal at a school. Uh, the school was kind of moving in a different direction. I was going to yeah. quit anyway. Mm, and okay. so I was in the process of quitting and I was just going to look for another job in education. And I remember brand knew that because Brandon and I are dear friends. And I had told him like, I just can't stick around here. I got to go do something else. Mm. And we had this FaceTime call or wherever where brands like, what if we like, what if we tried to build a network? Like, what if we tried to sell our own ads? So we're in control over that. What if we built our own network and we just did it from the ground up? What do you think? And I was like, dude, that sounds amazing. We need some capital, some money to start off, like to start that. Um, so it turned out we had someone that was willing to loan us some money. Uh, that, that is the part of it that I think a lot of people may not know is, we didn't, we did have success with Deck the Hallmark. That success is why we're here talking to you. But if someone wouldn't have loaned us an upfront, I'm, it was a, it was a $50,000 check. Mm. If someone had not loaned us a $50,000 check upfront and then offered to continue loaning us money for a year, although we didn't have to take that the whole time, mm -hmm. we would not, we would not be here. Um, and mm. they loaned that on the understanding that they would get that money back with interest or they would get a percent of the company if we sold it. Um, it was a friend of both of ours who just was excited to help. And um, that, that, that was the spark that was like, we know we can do this. Now we have the capital that suggests it can get us a runway to get mm -hmm. us off the ground. And we took that money. Uh, we bought some cameras. We bought a custom Mac. We bought new microphones and we started working. Um, and we, from there, it has not been all sunshine and rainbows, but it has, it, it has from a standpoint of, it's been amazing. I mean, we, yeah. we now have a full-time employee who we can't believe we have a full-time employee that works wow. for our company. Yeah. Um, we have, like you said, like we're on a streaming service Philo, we have all this, all the, all of these different opportunities now. And what laid the groundwork for that was us was brand once again, going, what if we tried to jump in and do this and create a network and then having someone give us the capital to get off the ground. I think those two things in 2019 are pretty underrated because I could easily just be teaching or, or be in mm. education right now. And brand could still be doing that church job. Oh. Uh, and, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, and we know that you work with the, don't you work with a choir? Is that right? Oh, you do that? Well, no, not not anymore since the pandemic. Um, I was with the dance team, uh, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Team. That's what mm -hmm. it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. We're not. Look, any black. Like, I I worked at a church at one point. We could, you know, yeah. we've got stories. Uh, but yeah, I think that for us, you know, and we've been, you know, there have been times where it's like financially, are we going to be able to make it? And I like literally, brain is the creative genius behind this thing. I literally <laughs> have tried to learn how to run a small business. Um, yeah. and I, I like, it's not like your personal finances at all. And yeah. I've had to learn that sometimes through a uh, great penalty, but we've, we've been able to 
you know, build some success and create something steady that has grown every year. And so for us, I, if you had told me in 2018, we'd quit our jobs and do this, I would have just been like, you are nuts. Mm. Um, but it, everything just once again, I think some of that was good fortune of timing um, that allowed us to do that. And we were fortunate to have the opportunity because I do believe that, you know, a lot of our listenership and success has been because someone was willing to lend us money and because we were on Good Morning America. And I, I don't want to sell short the fact that we have good chemistry and that yeah. our podcast is a lot of fun because I'm proud of what we yes. do. I, I yes. think what we do is really funny and fun and beneficial. And I think it brings joy and that's the goal. And we have a, a, a great time doing it. But we were definitely fortunate to get the opportunity to be on TV and then get somebody who is willing to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll invest in what you guys are trying to do. And I think those two things were game changers for us. Yeah. But to that, like we, we've started a lot of other podcasts and none of them have taken off the way that deck the Hallmark has. No. And so a lot of it is, is what it is. It's, you know, you, you have to do the thing that you're doing because you love it. And, and yeah. when it doesn't work out, that's, it's okay. Cause you did it and it was, and it was fun. So at the end of the day, if all of this uh, fell apart, which, you know, we went through a pandemic and we assumed that it would yeah. have. <laughs> um, and mm -hmm. so if you have, we, we, we love it and we also hold it very loosely knowing that's, uh, at any point, uh, um, these movies could become less popular. Um, we could, uh, uh, people could stop wanting to hear us do the same four segments every week. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it, we love it and we hold it uh, loosely. And I think that's the key to basically anything that is. That's a masterclass of life. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like that's like a, a, a secret to like, what are your real priorities? If it's about making a bunch of money, you're just never going to be happy. Yeah. You're just never yeah. going to be, you're never going to be content or fulfilled. And when you listen to celebrities on any podcast, like they will basically tell you the same thing. Like at some point yeah. it became, what is it that I want to do? And so yeah. if, you know, we have always put our families first and, and, um, you know, I would much rather make a, a, a livable wage and get to spend time with my family and be there and be present yeah. for what matters than, than flip it and make a ton of money and never be around. And so for us right now, this affords us the ability to do that, to, to, to make a livable wage and have the best, the best time. We laugh all day here. Yeah. We have a great time, but then we also get to see our family every, every single evening. And so, you know, we'll take that for as long as we can get it. Um, yeah. and, and if that's, you know, two more decades, three more decades, great. If it's, if it's two more months, great. Uh, and, 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 you know, I think that's that mentality has served as well, because I do believe like, brand is big on just like, put it out there, man. Just like for mm. people who are like, what advice would you give? Like, put it out there. If you're passionate about it, it'll find an audience. And for us, yeah, we've had, and the other thing is, you know, we started a couple podcasts that we're nearing and this will make sense to you numbers. Like we're nearing or over a thousand listens per episode in 30 days, which is a really big benchmark for yeah. starting to make some money. Yeah. Like that's like actual money you can see is, mm -hmm. is when you're over a thousand listens per episode for a 30 day mark. And we had two that were doing that, but we couldn't afford them the time needed to, to, mm. to grow them the way that deck, the, because deck the hallmark is a, is a big part of what pays the bills. And so yeah. we didn't do it out of necessity. We still love it, but it, it did limit our ability to, to kind of, you know, foster some of these things that were still in their infancy, if that yeah. makes sense. And so yeah. that, that, that is part of, that's been part of this as well. So what does your days look like now being full-time? Like, do you have like Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays are recording days and Tuesdays, Thursdays are scheduling. Like, what does your days look like now that you're doing this full-time? Um, yeah. So month, everything, every day, kind of <laughs> every day's a gift. Every day, every day. <laughs> we, we, te we technically have a schedule for the week. Does okay. it always work like that? Our operations manager, Aaron Shea is smiling slash <laughs> laughing slash cringing in the background right now. Does it work out like that? No. Our brain and I both full ADHD dog and up squirrel. <laughs> yes, we are. Do we, do we decide or forget we had something and then do something? Yes. I will say this. We don't work Fridays. We don't mm. work them. 
We don't work Fridays. You try to get us. We're not in the office. We're here on Friday. It's for national television. We are not coming in on Friday. That is family day for us. We are with our families. My kids uh, during school, we pick them up in car line. We're going to the pool or we're going to the park or we're going somewhere. And sooner or later, we're going to get big enough to where we may have to start working on some Fridays. And Brandon and I are all, already happy, sad about that. Um, hmm. Monday is typically a big recording day, big mm-hmm. recording day. Tuesday morning, we try to have a kickoff meeting like at 9 a.m where we like hey what are the big things we need to do for the week we got the recording of our main stuff out of the way tuesday morning but also and- how are you how, you know? how are you we do a how are you segment <laughs> there. we do you think i'm lying we see each other every day brian you don't even look at me you're not even here for that brian sorry brian, Hi, brian. Just in the other room and just gave me a, a doris says hey uh so we try to do that so monday is just all like we come in and we start watching movies monday okay. morning we watch all morning we record all afternoon Tuesday morning, 9 a.m., kickoff meeting. And then the rest of the week is a little bit more in flux, depending on what needs to be done. We definitely are recording most days something. But yeah. all of the big Deck the Hallmark episodes, we record, we watch and record on Monday. So, like, we watched – yesterday we watched uh, the Tyler Hines – Monday we watched the Tyler Hines movie and the Two Way Home episodes, and we mm-hmm. recorded all three of those episodes. So Monday's a very full day, and our week kind of slowly sliding scale splashes gotcha. into Friday. Yeah. That's that's how I would say, right? Would you? Yeah, yes, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> how long did it take for you guys to come to a schedule like that? Like, was it a big adjustment period when you guys first started going full-time to get to that schedule? Um, I mean, I think we always wanted to do all of the big stuff in one day. So all of the Hallmark stuff. Well, part of that is we have to record and put stuff out pretty quickly. Like we don't like because we're reviewing stuff in real time. Right. We, we don't have the, right. the luxury of working a month in advance. Uh, right. So we just try to do everything in one day. Uh, it also that keeps us from like watching stuff at night, which is really that's the really goal. Nice. So yeah. yeah. To, to, uh, even though I Dora's still do, over there, like, can you believe these jokers yeah. don't have to watch stuff at night? <laughs> uh, don't don't hear me. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I still I still do watch Hallmark. Dora's mad. Dora's about to hang up. Stop, Dan. <laughs> Dan the instigator. <laughs> uh, but we thought it would be great to do everything in one day. And uh, then the rest of the week can uh, be for fun, be for play. And we've, play. we've play. gone through several iterations of a schedule depending yeah. on our lives. I mean, when Panda was around and went back to teaching, we were recording at nights. Um, mm-hmm. And so we've, it's not been this schedule for years and years. Um, in fact, we moved to this schedule uh, like what, seven, seven or eight months ago. Um, and we've mm-hmm. been consistent with it for the last seven or eight months. Um, so we've we've tried to be since Brian has come in, that's kind of been our schedule. Um, and so we try to do something that works for everybody's schedules. And we like it this way because we get the stuff we need to do out of the way on Monday. Like that yeah. is not that Tuesday through Friday is not important, but we have to. What makes us money is the get, getting the the urgent stuff out as quick as we possibly can. So we get that done on Monday and then the rest of the week, we have a few little things like we record with Alonzo on every Thursday we do. So we have a few things on the calendar, but most everything else on the calendar is movable as we, everyone who works with us will attest to we've moved it on them. So that is, that's kind of how we've, uh, we've kind of framed everything. Are you guys going to do ride? Are you going to be reviewing that? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are. Have you? I've not watched any of it yet. Have you watched the first one? I need a break. The Way Home stressed me out. Yeah. I can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Way break. Home was great, though, right? It, it was, but I'm corny. So I, I, it was too sad and it was too dramatic. I'm just uh, like. Yeah. Oh, are you in the that's not why I watch Hallmark camp? Oh, yes. With a, fl- that, a hair flip. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I had to watch. What did I watch after this? I think I watched either My Secret Valentine with a. Andrew and Lacey or I watched Matching Hearts oh boy. with them, right? Yeah. I know, but I was like, oof, I need some feels right now because this just, it just took my soul and ran with it into the woods and jumped into the pond and I haven't seen it since. So I, <laughs> I, I needed something. I needed something. You're not alone. I like to read those comments on their, on their Facebook page because <laughs> that is, it's a very... I think polarizing uh, thing for them, even though it's, it's done very well. It's but. like the ratings are great, but like if you watch Hallmark, 
for escape, like pure escape and to just turn your brain off and to not think about dark things. That, that (laughs) is not what the way home is. And I think that is uh, quite an interesting hill for Hallmark to climb because I think it's the best thing they've ever done, but I'm not their target audience. Sure. Sure. You know. And I, I must admit, it is the story writing is brilliant. Like that finale episode, how they bookended yeah. everything. Brilliant. I can't mm-hmm. I can't knock it. But in the fields, that's where I'm just like, Ugh. all right, I need <laughs> I need a couple weeks, years, months. So I'm OK. You know, it would it would behoove them to slide into a classic uh, Hallmark movie. After that's right? Instead of Golden yeah. Girls. I think that would be, would do very well for them. Do you not like do you not like to watch any TV or movies that have like a darker tone to them at all? Or do you I, just not want to see it on Hallmark? It's, I just don't want to see it on Hallmark. Like for me, okay. the darkest that I've watched was probably Elementary with um, Lucy Liu and yeah. Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that it's show. A good but show. after watching too many episodes of like the murder, his heroin addiction, a lot of that, because I feel like I have a very sensitive, fragile, hyper imagination. So I don't want anything to compromise that too much. So there's only so much, like I have a, a bit of a tolerance that I can take for certain things before I'm like, all right, let me go watch a Hallmark Christmas movie, Christmas and Evergreen or something. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. like something, yeah. something to that effect so yeah i got you yeah when they introduced the heroin addiction in season two of the way home i think people are gonna have a problem (laughs) (laughs) but you know they did that um in chesapeake shores they had treat williams character have a um a pill addiction like he was addicted to painkillers and then they had him (laughs) did um, he shake him around like like that that? sorry no this was me reminding myself Tree Williams kicking down the door, <laughs> just being like clack, 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 clack. I was, I was playing charades with myself, Pills, trying to remind clack, clack. myself. <laughs> but that's a recent storyline, right? That was uh, season six, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of spoiled it if you guys were ever going to review it, so I'm sorry. But we, hopefully not. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, it's that was actually my favorite show. Um, oh, you liked it? Okay. I, the first, I'll say this, the first five seasons, yes. I won't say. Okay, okay. And then as soon as got his clickety clack clack bills out, it was no go. Treating his candy. (laughs) So you guys mentioned this a little bit um, when you were talking about just how the whole GMA melee happened. But do you have any advice for someone who's listening to this, who either wants to start a podcast about Hallmark, but they find that it's oversaturated or it's too many, or I'm just going to be sifted through or for someone who has a podcast and is thinking about transitioning to full time or maybe wanting to add subscription service, like doing kind of adding value to their podcast and building it out. Uh, What advice would you have for those guys? You can speak to podcasting in general. I think okay. go, you go for it. Well, I just think one, you have to uh, care uh, about <laughs> it. It has to be something you're passionate about. But I also yeah. think you have to be okay being annoying about it. Like <laughs> I, we were early on, we were, I putting it in anywhere and everywhere we could to like in Facebook groups. I was, was the amount mm, of Hallmark Facebook wow. groups I'm a part of just because early on, <laughs> I was like being annoyed, like mm. spamming people. I was spamming yeah, okay. people. <laughs> and I, but that's, listen, it's because, Hey, we're doing this thing. And I actually think it's pretty fun. Mm. I think it's a fun thing. And so I, uh, here is some fun for you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, and also just do like trying to figure out ways to get, your name out there for us at the at that time like the way in which we went about it i think was uh really great i don't know if that same type of technique works in 2023 you probably need to try to go viral on tic tac or whatever uh which we're not good at like yeah so which it's like the social media stuff that we're we know for a fact we are missing out on that like getting finding get the like getting people into the podcast by putting out fun creative stuff on social media is something that we we're talk, so bad we talk about doing and and we occasionally, occasionally do, but, we do when we have a funny idea uh, that's true but <laughs> we really struggle so but fi- yeah i think it has to be something that you're passionate about and then you also just have to be okay being being annoying those are my the, two two bits of advice the two things i tell anybody that want to start a podcast is uh one 
consistency is so very important. Do not get so excited about this thing, put out four episodes, nobody listens and then go, all right, I'll put out another one when I feel like it. The If you are going to put out an episode every week, put out something every week. Even if nobody's listening, even if you got 12 listeners and mm -hmm. all of them are family members, like put them something out every week. Cause that back catalog is what people go back to. Like that's the thing yeah. that introduces you. And so you have one chance to do that. Well, you can't take a big gap or a big break early, be consistent. And the second thing I say is, and I mean this with all sincerity, your friends are not going to listen to your podcast. Oh yeah. I, I think <laughs> okay. the, the thing that I think people think is, is they go, I like to talk about, uh, boxing and I have a thousand Instagram followers. I'm going to make me some money. No, you're not. Yeah. You're, like yeah, yeah. people who can love you dearly and they are not going to listen to you in the car every day on their commute for 40 minutes. It sure. is not a fair expectation for you to, to put that on your friends and for you to use that as a measuring stick of their friendship. It's not fair. What, what you love and what you're interested in is not necessarily what they're interested in. And so exactly. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I had dear friends go, Daniel, I'm really sorry. I just, I stopped listening to the podcast. I would be like, Why'd you listen to begin with? Like, right, I, like right, right. only listen if you love it, like right. find the thing you want to do and do it because you love to do it. And so that's true for all podcasts. I would say for this world, uh, when we started this, we knew of, I think, three other podcasts that talked about TV Christmas movies uh, in, in the world. Um, that was it. And that was five and a half, six years ago. I knew of three. That was mm -hmm. it. Um and we guessed it on two of the three. The other one was kind of like a weird, it was Hallmark and Jess. And they were like, they were never around. And But like the old, two, two that we knew of, we contacted, we guessed it on their show. Um, I would, I think we would be a much worse place if we never had more, if like we never had more than those three. I, I think mm. the fact that there are more voices, if we never had a Dara Alston who decided to do this, or we never had, there's a Hallmark snark, which I think is really, really yeah. funny, yeah. or technically it's romance. Or it's, it's, te technically it's technically romance. romance. Yeah, It's technically romance. Like we would not be the rich, wonderful, fun community we are if we just said, all right, well, those guys got on GMA. I guess this game's over. Let's move on. There is always something to add to the space. There is always a unique voice. There is always a unique perspective. And I think that's incredibly important. I think, you know, we have tried and we don't do it as much as I want to because we have too many things and not enough people around here to do them. But like we love having other podcasts on our show because we we know where that that's where we were five years ago when there were only three podcasts and we were mm. the least heard of, of all three of them. Mm -hmm. And both of the other two were more than willing to have us on the show. And so I think if you're passionate about something, don't let the daunting numbers of how many other people are involved in it, stay in your way from doing something that you love and you care about. And, yeah. and, and, and so I think that is, that should be the takeaway regardless is, is, you know, if you, if you want to go full-time with it and you're going to have somebody in your ear going, but uh, what's this going to do in four years? What are you going to do? What do you, you better have something to fall back on. Look, I, I am not here to say, don't be responsible. What I am here to say is, is that we are not promised tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, nobody knew there was a pand pandemic coming. I mean, if you had told me there was a pandemic coming, I probably wouldn't have gone into business to in podcasting in 2019. <laughs> probably wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. And that would have been a mistake. It would have been wrong for me not to do that. I would have missed out on so much joy in my life. Do the thing that allows you to be happy to go to work every day and allows you to love others well. If you're doing that, then there is no mistake. And I, I, I can't, I can't tell you how passionate I am about that because that's the thing that makes this special. Is we really are like our our podcast community, the people that are like our paid subscribers it feels like a community. It feels yeah. like a family of people that have kind of found somewhere where they belong. And so for us, we feel like we belong there. That's where we feel like we belong, regardless of how much money it makes us. And I think that's the th thing is don't let worrying about the pragmatics of it stand in your way of doing something you love. I, yeah. I, that's the thing that I would say that I would impart more than anything else. And I would also just add really quickly, the worst, uh, the worst thing that someone can uh, say to you uh, is no. And that's it. So like, just ask. So yeah. like, yeah. Pala, big on that. Pala, it's my life motto is to just ask. So Palaha came on our show after the first episode because we just threw it out there and he was nice enough to come on. Uh, we, we got uh, money to do this because we asked like 
Yeah. You know, just just throw it just throw it out there and you you never know. I think people are um excited to uh be in relationship with people who are passionate about something. Yes. And so throwing throwing your passion out there I think will uh make all the difference for for your whatever it is that you want to talk about. Um well, guys, thank you so much for coming on and doing this masterclass about podcasting. You guys are great. You guys are the leaders of our school. I'll say it. I don't care. You guys are the leaders of our school, and I respect you guys. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much. And for those of you who are watching or listening, all of Deck the Hallmark's information will be in the YouTube description box, if that's what you're doing, or the podcast show notes. And so they're Brandon and Dan. I'm Dara. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.